This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for this wonderful day you've given to us, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would just um, help this rest of the service be honor and glorifying you, Lord. Pray, Lord, that you would keep me calm, Lord. Help me to uh, stay steady, Lord, and not go off on side tracks, Lord. I pray, Lord, that anyone who's in the earshot of my voice would uh, learn something new from this, Lord, or that you would just op- open everyone's heart here, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would just uh, help us have a wonderful rest of our night, Lord. I also pray for Ronnie as he preaches after me, God. I pray you fill him with your spirit. spirit. And I pray, Lord, you also help me fill me with your spirit, Lord. And we're going to thank you all for this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so I just have a real quick question. Is there anyone in here who's ever had a, a point in life where you've been, you said something and then you regret saying it? Has anyone here said that? Okay, good. Just didn't even know I'm not the only one. Okay. So tonight I've entitled my message, Hurtful Words or Encouraging Words. Are we, being, are we using our words hurtfully or encouraging? So tonight I want to start off with the number one is the problem. In Matthew 12, 34 through 35, and you don't have to turn there if you don't want to, but it says, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. An evil man, out, and, sorry, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. So the first thing I just wanted to say was tonight is our heart, what, what Matthew's saying is here is our speech reveals what's going on in, inside of us. Uh, my dad says a saying a lot, good goes in, good comes out. Trash goes in, trash comes out. If, when, our, when our speech is not seasoned with salt, w- people can know by the way you talk what's going on in your heart. And also in Matthew 15, verses 16 through 20, and again, you don't have to turn there, but I hear a lot of pages flipping. Um, it says, And Jesus said, Are ye also yet without understanding? Do not ye yet understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goeth into the belly and cast out into the drop. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceedeth evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, and blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man but to eat with unwashing hands defileth not a man. So, so another point in Matthew is saying is, well, what again? What goes on in our head is, or in our heart, is coming going to come out of our mouth, and our words can. And if we don't have our control by God's spirit, our words can either build people up or break them down. Like uh, me and the, Mr. Taylor was picking on Mr. Rock a lot this morning at Sunday school, and he was talking about, um, like, pick, we were, about yesterday when we were shooting, he was picking on him about different things, like did he get thanked for the food and stuff, and, he, and we started saying good things about him, like, oh, what's good characteristics about Mr. Rock? We said a lot of nice things, and I think he enjoyed them, and then he said, well, you see that? You were, your speech was seasoned, was seasoned with salt, and he, we were building him up, and not tearing him down. And and uh, what we need to do is we need to pray to help to ask God to control our mouth and what we think and what we say. And then number two is the solution. So in the Bible it says we are accountable for what we say. One day when we get to heaven, we're going to give an account for everything we said in life. Because in Matthew 12, 36 through 37, it says, 
But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. So pretty much what it's saying is there, they're gonna give an, we're going to give an account in the day of judgment for whatever, whatever word we said. Every word on this earth we said, we're going to give an account for it. That's why we need to be careful of what we say and what comes out of our mouth. And it says, for by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. And again, Matthew, it, Matthew made a, I don't know if you can notice, but Matthew made a big point about words. I think words were kind of important to him. And I just love, there's so much good literature that came from Matthew about, we need to be careful what our speech is. We need to make sure that our speech, we know, would know what's going, we need to check our hearts. We need to have a little bit of a heart check. We need to think before we speak. Uh, the, my grandmother actually gave me a card that is a little orange note. She got it from her church, and it says, before we think, capital T-H-I-N-K, it says, it says, capital T, is it true? What, is, what I'm about to say to this person or say about this person, true? Is it, is it factual? Next is H, is it helpful? Am I helping this person or am I breaking this person down? I, is it inspiring? Is it going to make this person feel better in this situation or give them a better feeling or is it just going to hurt them more? And N, is it necessary? If someone says a smirky comment and I'm having to learn this, I'll be the number one like Paul. I'll be, is it necessary? Does it need to come out of your mouth? If we need it, that's what we need to, that's what I have to think about. That's what I know a lot of people have to think about. We need to think about, is it necessary to say what we're going to say? Like, what is it going to impact? And then K, is it kind? Is it, is it kind to this person? Is it, is it being a mean saying or are we being kind to this person by giving them kind words? And it, and uh, it has a couple of verses on this, and uh, in Colossians 4, 5 through 6, sorry, four, verse, chapter 4, verses 5 through 6, it says, Walk in wisdom towards them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always seasoned with grace. I'm sorry, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. But Paul, I love, a lot of, when I was doing my message, Paul also gave a lot of literature about speaking. He always made in every letter he wrote to the church, words are important. He made that clear. Always made words are important are clear, which I'm glad he did because then it gives guys like me some stuff to preach on. And it, <laughs> so our, my, my a, point for A is we can't, we can't do this without God. Nothing, nothing is, we can't do this in our own strength. I don't know if, like, I've had to learn this before. We can do nothing in our own shape. We need God. We need God's help in everything. We're we are weak human beings compared to Him, all His Almighty Self. We always need to pray and ask Him for guidance, direction, or help, or strength, or whatever we're doing. And in my B is we need to give control of our thoughts and our words over to God. We need to give. We need to not control be a control freak and control ourselves. We need to let God control what's going on in our head. And then James. 3 8, if I can get there, and my card just fell, that's fine. James 3 8, it says, But the tongue can no man tame. Let me just park there for a second. But the tongue can no man tame. I was reading some literature, and it, it was like, What's the most powerful tongue in the human? I mean, I messed that up. What's the most powerful muscle in the human body? I think you just figured that out. Um, it's the tongue, because of what our words can do to people with our mouth. I'm sorry. Our, and, then he can, and, if, and if we let God control our tongue and our words, he can do great things and mighty things with us. He can do 
awesome things. And I loved, uh, I forgot what passage of scripture I was reading, but I loved what it said. And then lastly, but not least, we had the problem, we had the solution, now we have the impact. How is this going to impact people? And then and, uh, probably one of my couple favorite uh, scriptures in the Bible, Ephesians 4, 29 through 32, it says, uh, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Now, I love that scripture of what Paul says. Let no corrupt communication. Now, if you ever look up the word corrupt in Hebrew, it is a not a good word. Let's just say that. It means spoiled, rotten, to make or become corrupt. So pretty much what Paul is saying there is let no corrupt, disgusting thing that's unneeded communication, speaking, proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you in all malice. And we need to be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ's sake hath forgiven us. So what happens when we have God-controlled speech? Well, in a, uh, we have gratefulness, number one. We are more grateful because we're thinking more grateful things, so grateful things are going to come out. And in Ephesians 5.20, it says, Giving thanks always for things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we have gratefulness because we're thinking and being more grateful in our minds when we ask God to help us to be like that. And number two, we'll have a better growth. Our growth process in whatever, like a relationship or anything, because our speech will be seasoned with salt and we'll know when to th say things that are necessary and not necessary. And then last, grace, because we will be able, more forgiving. We'll be able to be more forgiving because we've let God control our speech and take care of us. So you have the problem when we don't let God control our mouth and control our tongue, but we have the solution when we let God have control of our speech and our thoughts, and then we have the impact of what it brings on people. And uh, Mr. Pastor Taylor gave me a book to do. It's called Be Mature, Growing Up in Christ. And it has a um, little part in it that I would like to read to you real quick. And it says, I close in this chapter. Let me suggest that you start using the 12 words that can transform your life. If you use these words and sincerely mean what you say from your heart, you will find that God will use you to be a blessing and encouragement to others. There are only 12 of them, but they work. It says, please and thank you. Well, that's like what? The first words we learn in life when we're a kid. Please and thank you. Always tell your parents, please and thank you or whoever. It says, when we use these, these three words, you are treating others like people and not things. And you are showing appreciation for what they're doing. Like Mr. Taylor was also talking about appreciation today. Like just being thankful for other things. And it says, I'm sorry. Oh, wow, that's a big one. <laughs> Admitting you're wrong. These two words have a way of breaking down walls and building bridges. When we recognize that we are wrong and that we need to come to a person and ask them for forgiveness, that's a big thing. And then, I love you. Too many people read romance into these words. But they go much deeper than that. As Christians, we should love the brethren and even love our enemies. We hear that a lot, don't we? We love our enemies as much as we love ourselves. 
and it says, I love you, is a statement that can carry tremendous power. And then I think probably one of the, the biggest ones that you could do is I'm praying for you. And be sure that you are. When you talk to God about people, that you can talk to people about God. Our private praying with, for people helps us in our public meeting with people. Of course, we never say I'm praying for you in a boastful way, as though we are more spiritual than others. We say it in an encouraging way to let others know that we care enough for them to meet them at the throne of grace. Yes, the smallest is our tongue, but the largest troublemaker in the world is the tongue. But it does not have to be a troublemaker. Praise the Lord. God can use our tongues to direct others into the way of our life and to delight them in the trials of life. The tongue is a little member, but it has great power. Give God your tongue and your heart each day. Right before you get out of bed, it's easy. What I like to do is I like to pray before my feet even touch the floor, like my dad says as well. Get into God. Get into God's word because the day's coming and Satan's ready to start attacking you like that right when you step out of bed. And give God your tongue and your heart each day and ask him to use you to be a blessing. So as I've said, we have the problem. We don't let our speech be controlled and our thoughts. We have the solution when, our, when we give God control of our speech and our thoughts. And then we have the impact on what it does to people in our lives. Are we speaking hurtful words or encouraging words? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that um, Mr. Taylor gave me uh, an opportunity to preach, Lord. I pray, Lord, that this message has spoken to anyone's hearts, Lord. I pray, Lord, if anyone in this room does not know you as their personal Savior, Lord, I pray that they come to your saving knowledge today, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you just help us to have the wonderful rest of our evening, Lord. Keep Ronnie uh, safe as uh, he's... Uh, and just give film with your spirit again, Lord, as he preaches. And as we teens uh, sing again, Lord, help us to be encouragement to all these people, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God, or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, you can visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and we want to encourage you to share this message with others. May the truth of God's word be your guide as you strive to follow Christ and make him known to others.